This is Nikki with Locked on Caps in a special crossover episode. Hi, I'm Julia Kender from Locked on Devils. And this week, we're going to be doing two crossover episodes for you guys um, as it gets further and further away from the season being postponed. We are kind of lacking more news and content, um, basically scraping the uh, barrel for content ideas, so to speak. Um, It has been a slow news week, really in all sports, but I think especially hockey. Um, Obviously, there's some rumors kind of buzzing around about when things are going to get started, but really, we don't have anything else. Um, You know, all of the commissioners um, and the various heads of different leagues talked with Trump last week, but from what I've read and seen, I don't know about you, Julia, but it seems like really no news came out of that. It was kind of just like the same old information. Um, yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was so disappointing. We just got reiterated what we've been told already. Yeah. And I like was waiting all day. It was the first time I was actually like, wow, like I'm excited for news, good or bad. I just kind of wanted to get something and really the only thing that came out was about the NFL draft. I don't even think they really talked about anything else. Um I know that the this like the country has been saying probably August the earliest for um crowds. I really don't think in my opinion we're gonna get crowds at all. Um at least not with hockey and kind of something that I wanted to talk about and also get your thoughts on as well, Julia, is the safety of the players. Um I think it's really dangerous to throw these athletes in. The, one of the scenarios is saying that they'll all play in one city or one state um, and then play at like college uh, hockey ranks. But my fear with that is if one person gets sick or one player doesn't listen, sneaks out to some, you know, somewhere and to meet up with some girl, gets sick, and then he gets the entire rest of the league sick. Um, I think it's just too dangerous to implement. I think that if this virus is still running rampant, really, we can't get sports back. Even if they think they can contain it, they can't. I mean, some of these some of these athletes, these young boys, like, do you really think they're going to listen and totally stay inside? I don't have that much. Um, I don't give them that much credit, <laughs> personally. No, in my I, <laughs> I completely agree. Even some of the older guys, I don't think would be able to do it. No, and- I just think... Ugh, it's 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 not it's too dangerous. It's not worth it. I don't want to worth like risk people's lives and families for a sport. Exactly. And you have to take into consideration there's staff, there's equipment managers, yep. there's all of these other people that go into this sport yep. that it it's just it's way too dangerous. Like if we can't have crowds, like a whole team, that's a crowd. Yeah. I mean a hundred percent. It's there's so much there's physical trainers. I mean, there's the whole coaching staff, what goes into practice. And then there's also the people like, like you were saying that a lot of fans don't think about, there's still someone, there's the Zamboni drivers. There's the people that are still making sure that these rinks are, um, you know, playable and that the ice is okay. There are thousands of thousands of people involved that aren't even these athletes. There's no way you can guarantee that they're, you know, social distancing and doing the right thing. Uh, I already kind of have seen like some athletes breaking the rules a little bit and training together or this and that. I mean, you just don't know what these players are going to do. And 
let's face it, athletes are notorious for going out and getting drunk and meeting girls. It is what it is. Yep. It's not. Um, it just it is what it is. And what is going to stop these players from downloading Tinder or going to their Instagram, you know, messages? And one night they're a little too drunk and they use bad judgment and they go out and they meet up with someone at someone else's house. Then they're literally compromising the health of all of these people. Um, and it could not be not an athlete. It could be, you know, the physical trainer or a coach or anyone. It's just. It's way too risky, and the outbreak that would happen, I mean, look at the outbreaks that have happened in nursing homes and on cruise ships. When you have so many people contained into one small area, if one person gets sick, I mean, it would be absolutely devastating. I don't think that's worth the risk for a game. As much as I love hockey, as much as I love sports, it's just, it's too risky. Yeah, and like you said, it's just not worth worth that risk. Not at all. Um, these players have family. Everyone has families. Um, so many of these players have young children at home. And also you're asking these athletes to leave their families for God knows how long. I mean, if they don't pick up at playoffs, they're playing the remainder of the season plus playoffs. They literally cannot see their family at all. There's just, I mean, I, would their families come with them? I would assume not. That's way too many people. Um, so it's already hard being out on the road for, you know, a week or so. But my gosh, asking these people just be gone from their families for one to three months. It's just, it's insane. I don't, and all the leagues are talking about it. And MLB is very hot on starting up as early as next month with this. So it's just, I don't think they're thinking it through all the way. I think it's really irresponsible. It's very irresponsible and, you know, it's just, it could have such devastating outcomes. And I understand the leagues are struggling with money. We're all struggling. The whole world is struggling. And it's just, if you don't protect your players, you're going to struggle even more because you're not going to have a league next year. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just, and the NHL kind of, I have lots of opinions on the player of, you know, player safety and not really putting their athletes' health and safety first. So it doesn't surprise me that they would push to play, but I'm hoping they don't. And I guess it just depends on the news that we get. Um, Hopefully the country is healing and doing well by the summertime. So they'd be able to just play games normally and, you know, maybe even without crowds, but they'd still be able to play at their home, um, home rink. So I guess it's just kind of a waiting game at this point. Yeah, it's definitely a waiting game and it's frustrating, but it's better to have a waiting game than risk people's health. A hundred percent. I agree with you. I feel like we always agree. That's why I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so another, now onto some more lighthearted things with the lack of any sports, there has been the pick three game going around on Twitter, which I'm sure that you've seen. Yes. (laughs) It's like everywhere. And it's funny because like, Usually I would be the one who's like, these are so annoying, but we're all so (laughs) bored that I actually find them kind of interesting. Well, the Philly one that was going around the other day was difficult. That was a hard one. Yeah. The one where it was like pick three of like the Philly foods. Yes. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, it was so hard. I knew crab fries automatically in there, but the other ones I was like, I don't know. Like it depends on my mood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but kind of in that spirit, I know we talked about our least favorite teams last week. So I kind of wanted to do a looking at the entirety of the NHL. If you had to pick three 
teams, who would they be, uh, your favorite ones, and why? Okay. I have three teams that I follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're my three favorite teams. So, obviously, the New Jersey Devils, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Those are my top three. Um, I got into the Maple Leafs when in 2012 when JVR was traded from Philly to the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like my favorite player when I was younger for whatever reason. He wasn't even that good, but I really liked him. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he was honest with it. Like, <laughs> he, honestly, he wasn't that good. And I was like so upset that he left. So I was like, I need to follow his career now. So I I was like, how old was I? I was like 14. And I'm like, I need to follow this man's career now. <laughs> and I decided to follow the Leafs. And the Leafs have gotten really fun lately with all the young guys. Um, so I really like the Leafs. And then Philadelphia, because that's where I'm from. That's my dad's team. Um, and I just, I really like Philly, Philly and New Jersey are my top two for sure. And then New Jersey, of course, New Jersey. Why, why would I not pick New Jersey? Um, <laughs> they're just a really good, fun team. Like, I don't know. They're very wholesome also. Like, they yes. they have this, like, <laughs> they call it the brotherhood in the locker room. It's just really I cute. Love that. I love it too. <laughs> what are your top three? So, obviously, the Capitals, um, and as a lot of you guys know, and you know, I grew up a Flyers fan, so Caps and Flyers are definitely my top two. Um, My third, I think I'm also going to go with the Maple Leafs. Um, They were my Pucker Up's first expansion. I think they're a really fun team. Um, I like a lot of their players. I think they also have a really great fan base and something I like about their fan base is there's a lot of really awesome um, female fans and they really kind of hold one another up. And um, it's kind of like you mentioned brotherhood in the um, New Jersey Devils locker room. And I feel like a lot of that Maple Leafs fan base is kind of like a sisterhood. Um, There's a lot of just really great girls that I've met uh, that are really big Leafs fans. So I think for that reason, definitely would have to give them my number three spot. Um, but I really follow in depth the Caps and the Flyers. Um, it's really hard, obviously, because the Caps and the Flyers are like kind of rivals. <laughs> so right. it's like everyone's like, I don't understand. Like, how can you like both? And I I will choose the Caps over the Flyers um, all day, every day. But it's kind of like a weird story, an interesting one for me. So I like diehard Flyers fans. My dad's old position at work, he had season tickets to the Flyers. So I went to like literally every Flyers game for like five years. And during the Flyers cup run, um, I went to every single home playoff game and I was at the game. They lost the Stanley cup to the Blackhawks, which was the single most heartbreaking moment I've ever witnessed um, and my dad had like all of his like top work clients and stuff there. And I was like trying not to cry. I was super young, like <laughs> early in high school. Um, and I just remember being like, that was not a goal. Like, that was not a goal because their <laughs> lives did not look like a goal. Like even on TV, it, like people were like, did that go in? But live, like from where I was sitting, did not look like it went in. Um, but then after that run, 
when the Flyers kind of were like, I'm trading everyone to LA, I was just so angry. Like, I feel like I just was spiteful and I just didn't watch hockey for like a few years. I was like, I was great. I was so emotional and just like over it. And then I moved to DC for school, like right after my 18th birthday. And I like majored in sports management and did like a few freelancing things capitals wise and just fell in love with them. Um, And I kind of like fell back in love with hockey and realized like why I loved it so much. And obviously the Capitals team at the time was such a lovable group of guys. Uh, So now it's been like almost eight years of me being a diehard Caps fan, which is so weird because it feels like I still feel like a new, a newbie to like (laughs) the fan base, but (laughs) it's been a while. Um, But I still, it's hard when the uh, Flyers and the Caps play each other. I'm just kind of sitting back, like drinking a beer. Like it's okay. Like, I just want both teams to have fun. <laughs> but if you guys play I will root for the Caps. But I still I, I was I'm kind of upset because the Flyers had such a good team this year that it would have been interesting to see like what would have happened with that team. But yeah. There we are. <laughs> That's like disappointing. That yeah. Um, and that leads me into my last question and talking point is. There's been a lot of discussion on what people's favorite moment of the season was or has been so far, but what I'm interested in talking about is what is a storyline that your upset got cut short, Um, or is there a playoff matchup or a regular season game that you were looking forward to that might not happen? So I'm going to steer this away from the doubles because no offense. They all know that I'm hard on the Devils. Um, <laughs> they, all my listeners know the Devils weren't going to the playoffs. Um, so kind of the playoffs and storyline that I was really rooting for was the Flyers because of everything that's happened to them this season. Um, with Oscar Lindblom's diagnosis especially, um, I really wanted to see them come out on top for Oscar. And I really wanted to see them do something special with this season because they they really love Oscar and they just can rally b- behind him. And when Oscar first came back to uh, the Wells Fargo Center, he got such a big standing ovation. Um, our, the Flyers coach, uh, Lane Vigneault, was like getting choked up behind the bench. Um, it was just really cool to see. And it's just such a sad thing that's happened that the flyers have taken in stride to become closer to one another, to really support Oscar and his recovery and treatments and all of that. So I, along with a lot of other people, I feel like we're really rooting for them because of Oscar's diagnosis. Um, So I think that that's like kind of sad that that got cut short because they were actually like they had that one week of like really bad games after Austin got diagnosed and then they like got home and they came back and they were second place in the Metro by the time of the season suspension. So they were fighting for that first spot. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like my my storyline playoff thing that I would I was kind of disappointed about yeah I agree 100% I think that it's really beautiful um in sports in general and I've talked about this often how teams can kind of rally behind 
um, devastation. And you've seen it in Boston um, after the Mar Boston Marathon. And you've seen it, you know, after 9-11 and just kind of seeing the way that people rally behind tragic events. Um, so watching how the Flyers rally behind Oscar Lindblom getting sick, obviously, um, you know, not at the same level as a mass world event, but just seeing how they were able to rally behind him and to play for him and seeing how the rest of the league um, got behind him as well. And, um, you know, it's more so much more than just a game. So I think that right. that storyline is something that I'm really upset that um, has gotten paused or possibly cut short. And I'm also on a selfish level, I'm really upset that um, the Penguins, Caps, Flyers battle for first uh, is not going to happen. So I think, like I've said before, uh, if hockey does continue, I don't think we're getting the remainder of the regular season. So I'm really bummed. It was going to be an amazing four weeks of just grinding it out for that first place spot. Um, and we're losing a Pens-Caps game. That's super upsetting to me. Uh, they put all of their games at the end of the season. We still had one more game to play. So and I just love a good Caps-Pens rivalry game, especially when they mean so much at this point uh, for that first place spot. So I'm bummed about that. And obviously, if the playoffs start, the Caps are top of the Metro, but it feels like a little cheap. I don't like, I don't like to win or get things in unfair ways and I don't know if the Caps would have secured the number one spot in Metro if the rest of the season would have gone on I'm also hard on the Capitals so <laughs> um obviously they have a ton of talent but I think that it would have been a really big battle for that number one spot so I'm super bummed that we're not going to get a real clear winner of the Metro most likely um and obviously if you don't get hockey I just think there's so many playoff matchups that would have been so much fun I think that Flyers pens such a great playoff series this year because the Flyers actually have the talent to beat the Penguins this time. So I think it would just be absolutely incredible hockey. So that's, I'm like <laughs> devastated about that. <laughs> not like the possibility of that not happening sucks. Yeah. It also would have been cool to see, like, I don't know. As okay, this is so hypothetical, but a cup final between the Blues and the Flyers because then you have Carter Hart and Jordan Bennington going at it, like the two young up and coming goalies in the league. You know? Yeah, I think that'd be, and obviously, like I, good goalies win cups, so it'd be interesting to see. You know, they'd obviously be two hot goalies to get them to the cup final, and um, I think that our friend Ariel would have a little bit of an aneurysm if that happened. I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah I just think there are so many great potential matchups and I do hope that we get some hockey but I don't hope it enough to put the players at risk obviously so I guess we just have to wait and <laughs> see what happens um but it got talking about all of like the fun stuff that was going on in hockey it just makes me even sadder <laughs> I know it's like heartbreaking. It's like so selfish. I know like there are way worse things going on in the world, but man, I miss that sport. <laughs> Me too. I really do. Um, one thing that I just wanted to touch on really quickly yeah, is uh, Edmonton Oilers forward Colby Cave was played in a met placed in a medically induced coma. Yes. Um, he's only 25. 
he had a brain surgery to uh, take care of a bleed in his brain. So just wanted to put that out there so everybody can keep him in your thoughts if you haven't uh, heard about that. Yeah, and sending all of my thoughts and prayers to him and his family. Um, obviously, really heartbreaking news out of Edmonton. Um, please keep Colby and his wife Emily in your thoughts and, and your prayers. Uh, it's just, it's devastating. You don't want to see anything like that happen to anyone. Um, and especially not at a time like this. It's just, it's devastating. Yeah, exactly. Especially in a time like this. Like, that must be so hard because hospitals are so they're being very careful about how many patients they have yeah um so like that is just it's just a really scary situation to have this happen during a pandemic and letting you know family are not able to enter the hospitals and it's just Mm -hmm. it's scary it makes a horrible horrible scary situation just so much worse and he's so young it's just it's heartbreaking. So, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and, uh, we'll both keep you updated on those, um, on that situation. It's just, gosh, I feel like we just keep getting so much bad news. I can't wait until there is a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel or some positivity. I think that we could all use it. I completely agree. And I think that that's, a really good reason why we keep doing this show is because we need to find the little lights. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think we just need to, you know, be be a positive um, outlet and also to just, you know, a reminder to be there for your family and your friends. And um, I'm a big mental health advocate. And these times right now are hard on everyone, but especially for those that struggle with mental health. Um, so I just like, if you're struggling, please know you're not struggling alone. Um, can reach out to myself. I am always here to talk. Um, always here to just listen. Um, sometimes just being able to talk to someone helps a little bit. Um, I know I've been struggling right now and I just make sure that you're checking in on your friends and also make sure that you're cutting, um, your friends and family a break. Everyone's really struggling and going through it right now. So if someone seems a little short or not themselves, don't take it personally, just kind of reach out to them and surround them with love because that's really what we all need right now. Major shout out to Nikki because she, I texted her the other day that I was having a bad night and she like, it was her dad's birthday and she still decided to check in on me and see how I was doing. So major shout out to you, Nikki, because (laughs) you put everybody else first and you got to take care of yourself too. Um, But I just, I just really appreciated that. I appreciate you always. Julia's like literally always the most like no matter what she is going through, she's always so positive and like willing to reach out and like share a friendly thought or word. So I just feel like more people need to be like that. And that's just what we need right now. Um, we need to hold each other up. It's We're going through unprecedented times. No one knows how to deal with this properly and there's no proper way to deal with it. Um, so just make sure that you're taking care of yourself um drink water <laughs> and sometimes yes. self-care is a nap and that's fine that's totally cool um but yeah just know that on behalf of the locked on podcast network we really are here for you that might sound cheesy or corny i swear it's not uh we are surrounded by a bunch of really great people on that network um and i know that every single one of us is there to lend an ear um, and send some love so 
And, and a shout out to like, and there's just so many amazing people. Sean, who runs our NHL um, platform of Locked On, is just such a sweet and caring, understanding guy. Um, Ian McLaren, who does Locked On Bruins, is one of the nicest, most caring, understanding people. Um, my boyfriend Hunter Hodes, who hosts Locked On Penguins, he's so kind, so understanding, always willing to be there for anyone who needs it. So there are so many people on this network. I just feel super lucky to be a part of it. I couldn't have said it better myself there's so many great on this network and if you guys honestly have any other teams that you guys like or even if you just like general nhl go and support all of the other locked on people um because it's just it's fun to listen to some lighthearted hockey news and updates and history and everybody's getting very creative with it too so like go support um everybody on locked on because they're just amazing people who deserve it yeah 100 percent. and right now is a great opportunity to listen because these podcasts aren't focusing on their team because there's nothing being played so they're you know kind of just talking about hockey and life in general so you know there's really a chance to give them a listen and just kind of maybe find a new podcaster to become a fan of a lot of these um People also work in the industry and other outlets. So um, there's a lot of really educated and awesome people. So a shout out to them. <laughs> well, speaking of shout outs, Julia, where can we find you on Twitter and social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JK underscore Kender. Um, you can also find me on Locked on Devils on Twitter and you can find um my i'm the chapter head of pucker up philly so you can find us at pucker up philly on twitter and i am at nikki giordano underscore and lo underscore capitals and you can also follow me on pucker up sports for updates about the league in general um thank you guys so much for listening and for hanging in with me and locked on as we get creative without any hockey on for you guys. Uh, I appreciate y'all more than you know. Um, and we will have more episodes coming your way. Thanks, guys. Bye.